This is Road Trip Branson. I'm your host, Rebecca Schlau. This is episode 15, and today I'm going to be talking about our weekend in Branson. Hey guys, welcome back to Road Trip Branson. We just got back from a weekend trip to Branson, primarily focusing on Silver Dollar City. So this is, right now I'm talking to you on Sunday, which is November the 10th, but we headed up to Branson after work on November the 8th. So by the time we got up to Branson, it was 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, something like that. I mean, it was it was pretty late. I think it was closer to 11. We left around 5 from central Arkansas. We did stop along the way to have dinner since I knew we'd be driving like you know, pretty much all evening, I, I figured we'd, we'd stop at a, a good restaurant, not just a fast food place, and kind of enjoy it since, I don't know, going out to eat with us as a family is kind of our vacation-y thing to do. So even though we weren't anywhere close to Branson, we stopped along the way um, at a place called Marketplace in Conway, Arkansas, which was fantastic. So we we get up to Branson pretty late, and we did something a little different this time. We we loved the location that we stayed at last time, which was at the Cliffs Resort. And if you are familiar with Branson and familiar with Silver Dollar City, it's one of those places, the condos are, you kind of got to go through Silver Dollar City's parking lot. I mean, they'll say it's a road, but to me, it, it splits Silver Dollar City's parking lot into going down this road. It's towards Indian Point. If you're familiar so I really loved staying that side of Silver Dollar City because I knew if we got to Silver Dollar City late or we were just running a little bit behind we'd be stuck in really long crowds and I did expect some crowds because it was going to be the second weekend for the Christmas lights and if you know Silver Dollar City then you know Christmas is a big freaking deal there they <laughs> They're Christmas extremists, and I love it. And so does the entire world, which is why it gets crowded. Uh, we'll touch more on that in a little bit. So I love staying at the location that was on the other side of Solar City that would make it easy to get to. The Cliffs Resort was sold out, and pretty much all the other rooms or condos were sold out in that area that I was looking for, like TripAdvisor. All the normal sites were booked up now keep in mind I was looking for a spot like a week before we were going to arrive so it's not like I planned this this was kind of a spur of the moment hey I really want to check out that new big Christmas tree honey can we please go to Branson and well he he doesn't miss a beat he he likes going too so I searched uh VRBO uh vacation rentals by owner you know dot com VRBO I think it's called home away from home or home away now, I, I can't remember what it's called. I still call it VRBO, and I've had good luck with it in the past. And I searched and searched, found a few places, had a few few uh, mishaps on that site. But eventually, I did find a place that was pretty reasonable. Now, with uh, it was a two-bedroom, two-bath condo at Eagle's Nest Resort, which was right down from that Cliffs Resort. So, still very close to Silver Dollar City. Also kind of on a hill, supposed to have a good view. They um, had tons of condos. They had, I, I think you could probably rent something directly from Eagle's Nest, but there were several 
VRBOs, several vacation rental by owner properties that to look for. But we, we picked the one that seemed the most reasonable in price and one that had what we were looking for. And we didn't really need much and it was cheap. We were looking for cheap. Let me just go and say that I needed something cheap. And it was advertising a little bit over $100 at night. But with owner's fees and taxes and all that stuff, it ended up being about $400, $405 a night. And y'all, that's still pretty good. I mean, that's with taxes and fees. And so keep in mind, this is a two-bed, two-bathroom condo, full kitchen, balcony, all that stuff. So it was still pretty good. You're not going to go to too many you know, hotel chains and get a whole condo for, for that sort of price. So it was still good and still within budget. So we went ahead and booked it. Once we got there, it was pretty late at night. It ended up being fine. I mean, it was a cozy little place. There wasn't, I mean, the, the square footage wasn't huge. I mean, like the, the king bedroom, uh, was just enough for that, <laughs> just enough for the bed and, you know, a few basic furniture needs, and so it was fine. Now, my baby boy is two, and he still sleeps in a pack and play, which is a portable crib for those who don't know. And we like to keep him separate from us while we're sleeping. He really needs his own room. In the past, we have used like the spare bathrooms and stuff because for us, for, you know, my husband and I and our two girls, and if, if we need a bathroom in the middle of the night, we could just use the one in the master. But this time we took our father-in-law. So instead of five people in the condo, we had six. So we decided, uh, we all, we just uh, packed up my son and let him sleep in the master bathroom, which y'all wasn't a big deal because the master bathroom wasn't anything special. I mean, it was fine, but it wasn't like a fancy, huge <laughs> square footage bathroom with a big jetted tub. It was, it was nothing that I was going to miss. I'd have to walk a few extra feet to go to my, the other bathroom that was located kind of in the hallway, which also had an adjoining door to my father-in-law's room, and he didn't care. So uh, that's how we figured it out. I thought the closet was going to be big enough to put the pack and play, but it wasn't, which was fine. The My older girls, who are six and eight, they ended up sleeping out on the couch bed. I say sleeping. I say that loosely because it seems like in the middle of the night, they always end up finding where we are and crawling into our beds. So, and it was fine. Like, I really, the, the condo itself, I'm not going to complain too much about it. You know, the bathroom, I'm always kind of weird about bathrooms. I really am. Um, they're never clean enough. Like, even clean places are never clean enough. Maybe Disney World sometimes is clean enough. But, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm just weird about it. And I always, I still take comforters off beds. Like, I cannot, I just can't. So, we immediately took comfort off the bed. Kids kids took a bath and got on the couch bed it had a huge porch it had a beautiful porch I mean it was awesome and we found out during the day it had a great view uh we could see the um I think it's Lake Table Rock Lake or something in the background I'm kind of confused Table Rock Tanny Como what is that god y'all I'm going crazy whatever it's Table Rock Lake and it, it is beautiful scenery I mean keep in mind it is fall it is a strong autumn in the Ozarks and I love it the foliage is really nice so it was it was beautiful we had some great sun the next morning I will say that uh the uh this you know when they say walls are thin I don't know about the walls but the ceilings are for sure thin because at 7 a.m you better believe we heard the 
And I swear there was a, a kid like rolling something, rolling something across the the floor upstairs. Um, I can't really get mad at that because uh, we've been those people. But that was kind of a, a con against Eagle's Nest Resort. Because I'm assuming, it, you know, the owners of this this condo, they they couldn't control that. That was the, you know, the builders. But Eagle's Nest in general may not have been built with the thickest of materials to prevent sound. So I'm going to pass on Eagle's Nest in the future unless I get an opportunity to stay at a uh, top condo. Just because I did lose sleep over the um, daily walkings around of, I guess, a toddler or maybe like a, I think maybe it's a kid. I don't know. It was a little kid running around upstairs that you could, you could hear very early and never stopped either. I mean, this kid must have been given Skittles in the you know, middle of the night because he would wound up with sugar and he was going and going and going. He did not stop. So that, you know... It, hit or miss with places like that the the condo itself was fine I did I did like it just fine it was just we stayed under somebody so uh but for what we needed it it did work we were super close to Silver City and it was a pretty cheap price I mean I'm kind of getting what I paid for here because we're not talking like it was a luxury condo it was a pretty standard condo and it was fine like it was fine washer and dryer big washer and dryer actually um, it was fine. So I don't, I'm not saying I wouldn't stay there. I would just request a top room, possibly. I probably wouldn't stay in the same same unit, even though I'm sure the owners are lovely. Anyway, so the, the main goal here was to check out Silver City. And because it was another weekend trip, we were not going to have time to do much else. And that really makes me sad because I love Branson at Christmas time. I mean, it is one of my favorite seasons. And if you haven't already listened to the show, I've talked about Branson at Christmas time several times throughout the podcast. It's to me, it's just one of the most Christmassy cities. And I always, always love being at Branson and, you know, during Christmas time and particularly Silver Dollar City. Now, this will be new for us or newer for us because. While we have gone to Silver Dollar City on Saturdays in the past, you know, we might have met family there in the last few years, but it was never our big Silver Dollar City day. We never had high expectations. Um, I typically do not expect to ever go to Silver Dollar City on Saturdays. Even during the summer, I don't even like going to Silver Dollar City on Saturdays. I prefer going to Silver Dollar Cities during the week, Silver Dollar City during the week because of crowds. But this was our only opportunity and I didn't want to have to get up and I didn't want to do anything on Sunday because we were going to be driving home. So I had one chance to see the Christmas lots at Silver Dollar City and I had to take it on Saturday. So uh, although I thought we were running late, we still ended up getting parked and even getting a um, ticket for my father-in-law at the ticket kiosk by the way which is fabulous y'all it makes it saves it so much time waiting in line you don't have to wait in line you just go to a little touch screen kiosk and, and you get a Chevrolet City ticket now it's not going to apply any discounts or anything but you just get a plain Jane ticket and by the way an adult ticket these days y'all is like 70 bucks 71 bucks it ain't cheap so we get there at rope drop which is opening and everyone's still waiting in line to go to their respective sections of the park where they want to go to. So you can all 
gather at the very top of the hill. Now, I knew, I knew it was going to be more crowded than, than ever. Because right when I turned past the ticket styles, I wanted to pop in for some coffee at the bakery there. And I always do it. And I always watch them make cinnamon rolls. And there's usually a few people moseying in and out. But there was a line just to get in the door to the bakery at the very front. And this is abnormal for me. I'm not used to that. So that was kind of the first sign that, uh-oh, we're dealing with something. <laughs> we're dealing with something uh, a bit bigger today. So we get there and there's a, uh, we know where to line up and I go ahead and get my two youngest in the stroller and I tell all the able bodies, the my father-in-law, my husband and my oldest daughter that they need to go ahead and start kind of working their way through the crowd so that when the park opens, they can make it to Time Traveler, which is going to be the ride that's going to have the longest lines, I'm assuming. Uh, I think I'm right. And uh, so right when the park opened, they headed straight there and I took my son and my middle daughter we or my middle child we went to the little uh silver dollar hauler where there's a carousel and there's like a -a build-a-bear and there's this cool playground like there's this cool little tree house thing and there's some little sand play area so it's great for little kids and toddlers and slightly um like middle middle childhood kids so my six-year-old has a great time and my toddler has a great time in this area and they were happy as you know little clams just hanging out in this area we did the carousel played in the sand a lot and definitely went on that tree house a lot now my two-year-old was not too thrilled to have his sister or other bigger kids bouncing around on this little rope section so it's kind of like netting and they can either jump or they can walk, but there's netting. There's like a few layers of netting where they can like kind of crawl through and navigate until they get to the other other side of it. I mean, it's not anything spectacular, but for some reason, he just would get so nervous and wanted to hold on and he would kind of squawk at everyone who would who would attempt jumping, but then he kept going back. Like, I don't understand. He... It's like he, it scared him, but he loved it. He also really liked going down in the treehouse that you can either go down the stairs or the kids, they love going down another little patch of netting that has a multi-level layers of netting with little small openings in each, each uh, floor. I don't know what you call it of the netting, but it's like really short. So like my, my toddler, all he had to do was just be brave enough just to kind of let his feet fall and then he was standing up but he had to crawl through the layer so he if he stood up it would be way you know he there's no way he could stand up in this so they just crawled down the little the little layers of netting and left and that was great for him meanwhile everyone else is riding time traveler and even though we got there before the park officially opened we still had to wait in a pretty long line just to kind of make it over to that section of Silver City and even being there right at opening. I mean, the crowd did run to Time Traveler and my my family still probably waited 25 minutes at opening. And y'all, if you have to wait 25 minutes at opening, that that's a sign right there that you're in for a very busy day. Because usually when we go to Silver City, now keep in mind, we know how to plan Silver City. So we try to avoid busy times, but there was no avoiding it. But typically when we go, 
I mean, you walk right on everything. We, I mean, we don't wait in lines. We're not waiting in line sort of family. We try to avoid lines and maximize things. But they had to wait 25 minutes, but they had a great time. And then all of us met up together uh, really close to Time Traveler, like in the middle between Time Traveler and the, the area that I was by the carousel. There's the train, but there's also um, another ride that does not get enough love. And I'm kind of happy about that because there's never, there's never a line when I'm there, but it's the flooded mine. And um, those familiar with Disney World, you know, to me, this is, this is Branson's response to uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, instead of pirates, it's prisoners. And um, I just love this ride. And there's never a line. And everybody can go on it. And you can shoot. I don't always like to shoot. Sometimes I like to shoot at targets. Because I know if you, you hit them, they'll, like, make something happen in the ride. Like, they'll make something twirl around or something cute like that. But usually I don't even shoot. I just like looking at everything. So we all did that and had a good time. And then after that, we uh, went to Fire in the Hole. We made our way over. And it was crowded, I will say. I noticed that when we're walking through, I mean, it was still morning. And it was already, you know, there was lines already forming at different rides. Even when we went to Fire in the Hole, this is about, you know, less than an hour after park opened. I mean, there was, there was already a 20-minute wait there, which is... It really isn't that bad, and we did it just fine, but it was kind of kind of crazy. And by the time we we were walking back over there towards, let's see, the what's the saloon called? Yeah, we walked back to the saloon, and since Silver Dollar City didn't open till 11, y'all, it opened late. Since it didn't open till 11, I mean, it was already well into lunch, like 12.30 by the time we got done with Fire in the Hole. So we headed to the temporary location of the Riverside Rib House or something. I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, they're building a new they're building a new building for it down by where Lost River was, but the temporary location is right by the uh Tom Sawyer River Blast. And so uh we got everyone situated there and then I went to a few different places to get some food. I always need one of those skillets, one of those skillets with like taters and onions. So I got a few skillets, we got some barbecue stuff, we got some beans and some corn and some sausage stuffed with brisket. <laughs> we got a lot of good stuff and it was it was all very, very yummy, of course. And we all ate pretty good. We all ate, every, I think we ate everything, but I think all of us still could have used like some more snack and stuff, which is great because... Since it is Christmas time, then that means I needed to check out some snacks, right? So I think after leaving there for lunch, we headed over to the, I think it's called the Wilson's Farm area. It's where they have the giant barn swing and they have Outlaw Run. And it's the least familiar area of the park for me because really the last time we went to, to Silver City, I was like the... First time I'd ever gone over there. It's it's new to me. It, it's crazy that I didn't really even know it existed. Uh, or Because I was never really interested in Outlaw Run. I was never interested in the Giant Barn Swing. But I didn't know there were other things to do over there. And, I mean, there's not much. There's that little, little ride that you can use your upper body strength and pull yourself up on a rope on a little seat. And that's kind of cool. But we went over there for a while so that the family... 
those who wanted to could, or could could ride the giant barn swing and y'all that thing's crazy they i mean it swings them so so far up in the air i mean it is just one step before like swinging them all the way around upside down but it doesn't and then my husband and father-in-law and my daughter all rode outlaw run and they had a blast so the next thing on the agenda was I needed a s'more and at the s'mores s'mores I don't know why I'm saying it s'mores the s'mores at Silver City are down closer to the saloon so right in the the hub at the middle of all of the congestion probably at the the most crowded spot in Silver City at this point in time it's a junction where a bunch of different little thoroughfares meet so it's just crowded um, they have a fire pit and they you can buy a s'more and you get to roast your own marshmallow but then they they do the rest so the s'mores are good it's two marshmallows and then they have ready after you get yours good and toasted which of course i recommend sticking it all the way in the fire letting them catch on fire and then bringing your marshmallows out and letting them finish roasting right in front of you and then blowing them out i mean there were people that were taking their sweet time but I didn't have time for that. I wanted them burnt. Burnt on the outside, of course. And they have two cookies, two chocolate chip cookies that are, one of them is slathered in chocolate. So it's not like bar chocolate. It's like, not, it's not, I can't say it's melted chocolate, but maybe it is melted chocolate. Anyway, it's, it's chocolate, but it's not in a bar form. It is spreadable chocolate. And they put the cookie on top of the the marshmallows and your s'more has no graham cracker okay it only has chocolate chip cookies as the as the you know the the bread so to speak and it's really good it's always good I never have a problem with it and my husband he was like well if you get one I'm not I don't I'm not really that hungry because I was like is anyone you know if I get a s'more is anyone gonna share with me my girls were busy eating ice cream my father-in-law said he'd have a bite but guess who ate most of my s'more that's right, Jason Schlau. I'm talking about you. You ate most of my s'more, and you said you weren't hungry. <sighs> That's okay. I'm going to get them back later. Because then, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I, I was sneaky. I had some treat unaccounted for treats. Sneak treats. That's right, y'all. Nobody, including my husband, knows that I had some sneak treats. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. So we we do the, the normal, got to go check out Fireman's Landing, got to go check out the Grand Exposition. I believe we go to the Grand Exposition area, and this is where they have the the little, what we call the little roller coaster, and they have the electro spin, and they have a few other rides. But by this point, my son was sleeping, so he wasn't up for doing any of the kitty stuff. But... Um, my husband and two girls went on the the big swings the big swings uh, a few of them did the electric spin and at that point since i really hadn't been riding any rides keep in mind this whole time i'm talking about roller coasters i'm not doing them i just i don't i don't have the stomach for that and i just wasn't in the mood to take dramamine and just hope for the best i, I just wanted to avoid most rides so i st stayed out so i told my husband um, that he is going to have to watch the kids for a little while and I'm going to go do some things. I didn't say it as nicely as that though. I'm going to be honest with y'all at this point in the day, 
uh, I was really tired of, of sitting at the stroller and my whole family going and doing things. I wanted to do some stuff. So I may not have said it in the nicest way, but it was pretty much like, I've been sitting here the whole time. It's my turn. And when I say it's my turn, I was only away for like 15, 20 minutes. And I said I wanted to go shopping, but then I ended up not doing too much. I browsed in and out of a few little stores, a Christmas store, this little soap store. And then I went up to the top of the hill and then I decided maybe I needed another treat. And my family wasn't there to eat it. And I saw something called a walking taco. And I'd seen a picture of this and I think they had it last year too, but it's pretty much they open up a bag of Doritos, like a little bag, and they crush it up a bit, and then they put like taco stuff on it. So in the bag, so it's still in the Dorito bag, open it up, they cut it open, they get your taco meat, your cheese and salsa, and your, all your like taco, it's like a taco salad essentially in a, in a bag, and they give you a fork, and you, uh, you eat it in the bag. It was really good. It was a good, you know, to me, it, it probably should have been a meal. It should have been someone's meal. But for me, at this point, it was still just a snack. And y'all, by the time I walked to where my family was, these chips were going to be too soggy. So I had to eat them. I didn't have a choice. The choice was made for me. I had, I had to eat them. But it's okay. Because the guilt of eating that whole walking taco led me to the tater twist place down back at the bottom of the hill and so I was going to get them a tater twist which is essentially a, a tater twisted like where it's all chip and chip form on a stick so instead of a hot dog you get a bunch of or like a corn dog is a corn dog on a, you know it's on a stick this is like potato chips on a stick and they have a seasoning table where you can get all different types of seasoning. Our favorite is probably the garlic parmesan, but we also like to dabble in the salt and vinegar when we're feeling frisky. So I waited in line, and I waited. This is the longest I've ever waited in line for a tater twist, y'all. I waited. <laughs> this sounds crazy. And it, it, again, was like the hub of, of action because it was, it, was, it was very crowded down there. And so while in line for a tater twist for my family, I was like, well, I want to try the apple cider because this is what I, I guess I didn't realize. There is a difference between the hot apple cider and the wassail. Is that how you say it? Wassail? Wassail? Okay, so you get some wassail. I guess that's how you say it, which to me is just hot apple cider at the top of the hill. But no, mm-mm. Mm-mm, it is different. So I always like the wassail. I always like getting that. And I always do. And it's delicious. And I drink it. And I'm usually the only one who drinks it. The hot apple cider tastes more apple-y. Like Granny Smith, like green apple-y. Like almost, you know, artificially flavored green apple hot. And it was a little frothy on top. Like at first I was like, oh, if this is going to be creamy, I don't want it. But I don't know. It, it was just kind of frothy and creamy on top but that was just the top it wasn't throughout the rest it was still like hot apple cider and it was delicious it was more like green apple-y and maybe red hot um, so the flavor was good a lot of good cinnamon and green apple flavors and it was really good and I don't know which one I like better now so I'm gonna have to do a taste test between my wassail and my hot apple cider because 
I'm, man, I'm kind of thinking that hot, hot apple cider wins now, but I'm not real sure. So, uh, Tater Twist did get delivered. The kids were down at Fireman's Landing playing on the playground area. It took me 10 minutes to get their attention from a window, which was fine because it gave me a few extra minutes to eat some of that, uh, <laughs> that Tater Twist that I bought for my family after I'd, I'd already had a sneaky walking taco. <laughs> so, at that point it was getting close to five it was about 445 or 450 and at 515 was the first parade for the evening so I believe on different days depending on the expected crowd levels they will have up to three parades and it's the Rudolph parade um, we've seen it every year so it's not like we were we were expecting it to be different but we went to our normal spot and our normal spot we still are adamant about even with it being super crowded and busy to us, it's still the best spot. So about 20, 25 minutes before the parade starts, I recommend you going all the way down to the Grand Exposition area. Go find a spot on the flower beds anywhere by the teacup or the little gazebo area in the little flower beds. They have like a little rock wall you can sit on. And so what we typically like to do is we get, every, we get our spot situated with the stroller and then we go grab another like snack or something. Now, this is what I plan to do, but at, you know, 5.05, you know, we only have 10 minutes before the parade's about to start, or maybe like 5, I go up to the funnel cake line, and that line is huge. I'm like, man, I'm not even going to make it. So, I just told my family, y'all need to suck it up and eat our, uh, eat our snacks that I carefully packed for us. So, they, they had some snacks I'd packed, and they couldn't get a funnel cake, but... We all survived, and it was still the best spot for the parade. It's still less known. There is less people in this area than you'll find at the very going up towards the top of the hill. This was the best place. I recommend it to everyone, even on this very crowded Saturday. If you want to watch the parade, I recommend you watching it where the parade starts. The parade starts at the bottom of the hill at the Grand Exposition area, close to the Dumbo ride or, you know, the fake Dumbo ride and the teacups. It starts right there. There is lots of flower beds and bench, benches to sit in that area, and that is the greatest spot. But you are going to want to stake out your spot a few minutes early. If you wait to the last minute, you won't get that greatest spot. Because by the time the parade went through, there were people lined up. Like, you, you would not have had a good spot if you would have waited. But there's people at the top of that hill, and I'm not, I'm not kidding you. There were people waiting for that first parade starting around four. And I could tell because they had staked out, they put like blankets down or something on the walkway, in this crowded walkway, just so they could sit and watch the parade. So, y'all don't do that. <laughs> there's, there's no need. Now, the advantage if you do watch the parade closer to the top of the hill is that you can immediately go see the, the first showing of the, the, uh, the new tree. And they call it, oh, like the Joy, oh, y'all, I can't even remember. The Joy of the Holiday, Joy of Christmas. I can't remember what they call it. Something Joy. <laughs> And it's a show, and if you've ever been to Silver Dollar City at Christmas time, it's pretty much the the same music. Maybe they may I think they may have added a song, but they have the little tree going off and they it plays about ten minute minutes of music and then it's takes a break for 
10 minutes and then it goes back on play it just keeps playing over and over again so even if you miss the first few showings don't worry it's gonna happen 10 other times you're you'll be fine the uh, you know the of course the greatest song is carol of the bells when when they sing or not sing when the the music and the bass and even still even with it being super crowded it's just oh i almost tear up every single time i don't, I don't know it's i'm not sad and i'm not like I'm not so touched, but maybe I am. But I swear, I, I tear up a little when they do Carol of the Bells. I think it's all the the bass and the intensity. And it's, it's like, it is Christmas raw. I don't know. There's something, <laughs> there's something that makes me just like tear up a little. And just being there with my family is great. Um, now, w- making it up to the top of the hill after the parade was another story. So, I knew we needed to get up to the top of the hill, but this is now, you know, close to 5.30, and this is extreme crowd time. This is when all the people that were very late coming in, I mean, everyone is there. Everyone who's going to Silver Dollar City is at least going to be there at this point, because, I mean, the park closes at 9.30, so, I mean, they're going to get their money's worth, so everyone was there. This is when we really felt the crowds hardcore. Before, we were still able to do rides. Um, Maybe Time Traveler had a bit of a a line, but none of the other rides had huge lines. I mean, it was all manageable. It was still some lines, but it was manageable. But, man, we felt it. And we have a big old double stroller. So, I mean, yeah, it might be obnoxious to some, but, you know, we got a billion kids. We got to, you know, get places. So it was really hard because it's hard moving just with one stroller. It's hard moving with just one person. But when you're doing a double stroller, I mean, you're trying, you don't want to hit people, but then people just keep cutting right in front of you when you're walking. So it makes it really difficult. And, um, you know, Silver City is just known for hill. So we had to get back up. And it's, it's one thing when you can stroll the stroller just straight up the hill and and be where you're going to be it's another thing when you have stop go stop go and you're just crawling up the hill it takes a lot more you know physical endurance with that stroller because every time it stops you still have to have the muscle to keep it up (laughs) and so it's a little more exhausting getting up to the top of the hill than it normally is with the stroller and I'm very thankful that my husband does it without complaining he is very sweet I want. I really wanted my father-in-law to enjoy, maximize his time, and so I suggested that they all go to Grandfather's Mansion. And Grandfather's Mansion is located in the Midtown area, and the Midtown area is where uh, Silver City has really exploded in the last few years with the Christmas lights. And I mean, it is so beautiful. I cannot even tell y'all how beautiful the lights are and how well they do it. It is just. It is amazing. It's exactly what you want when you see Christmas lots. It's exactly what you want, like this over-the-top, brilliant colors. It's just beautiful. It's breathtaking. It's amazing. But when you are battling crowds, it does diminish some of it because it becomes stressful all of a sudden. There's there's no good spot to take a picture without inconveniencing 30 people behind you. You know, it's it's very diff it's very hard and so there were lots of people that would be stopped right in the middle of the pathway and I can't blame them I really can't because I mean you just paid all that money you need to get a picture but I mean it was very (laughs) it was very inconvenient for us with the stroller but anyway I suggested they go through grandfather's mansion and grandfather's mansion it's the entryway is is up on a hill with some steps 
so I couldn't take this roller. You have to go around. And I tried to go one way towards the, uh, there's like a little Mexican restaurant. And there's the, the uh, it's not a bakery. It's where they make the bread, though. The, the mill, okay, the mill and the Mexican place. And it was like stopped. Like they weren't even inching forward. And I was like, okay, nope, I'm going to go the other way. And the other way is where the steepest part of the hill was. But you also get to go a few, go through a few light tunnels, which is cool with the Christmas lights. You know, the canopy of tunnel tunnel of lights. But um, it, it was really it was really hard with the stroller, and it probably took me oh, ten minutes to get around everything when it was literally just a few feet from me. Like it it should have taken me no time, but it well, whatever. So I finally get up there and and. Right, the first thing I do is go find a spot for the, the tree show. And I find a spot right right up front. Like right up front by a flower bed. And I just put the stroller there and my family meets me. Now once the show starts, it captures your attention. It's wonderful. And they have some images that are, they're not projected. It's the light makes the images on the tree. And for the most part, it worked fine however I could tell that there is a tiny disadvantage being that close the disadvantage being that some of the images don't look as clear whereas if you would have gotten back you know several yards back you would have seen the images a little clearer so I don't know what I would do given that the park was so crowded I don't know that I would necessarily try to find a spot back I mean all the spots were taken I got real lucky I found this spot but I guess ideally, I would try to find a spot a little bit further back. So I would even go to say, you know, it, right when you come out into the park, or, you know, the top part of the park through the, through the uh, souvenir shop into, I guess, into the main hub there at the very top, anywhere kind of back, anywhere by the taffy shop, any of these places are going to be good if you can see. And that's the thing. you got to work through some trees and some, some structures. But any place up top is going to be a good, is a good spot. Just, you don't have to be super close. I mean, it, it is a big tree. Now, the last tree was big, but this one is bigger. It's not going to fit in your pictures quite so, so pretty. But the, the show, the music, it was, it was cute. From what I recall, they only had like two songs. So it's not like it's a long show. My son was just like bebopping along and kind of dancing. Because the, the first song they start out with is Carol of the Bells. And that is, that's what they're known for. When you watch a Branson, when you watch any sort of Branson, especially Silver City commercial at Christmas, they're playing, they're playing this version of Carol of the Bells. They're playing Silver Dollar City's, you know, bass. They're playing it. Um... But it was a great show. Glad we stayed. And then I told the girls, my older girls, I'd take them to get some taffy. And I let my husband and father-in-law navigate through the the in, the exit way. And this is where Silver City has a huge problem on their hands uh, with crowds. And... I love Silver Dollar City. And y'all know I love Silver Dollar City because I talk about it all the time. And it's my favorite but Silver Dollar City on Saturdays, it, it is a cluster during the ho holidays. It It's a madhouse. So getting out of Silver Dollar City was difficult. We've done this before, where we ha and it's always during Christmas, where we have to wait in a line to go through not one, but two gift shops 
into some very narrow exit ways for all these people. So you have to wait in line to exit. They could do this better. Um, so anyway, you know, I, I go in with the girls. We get some taffy. By the time we get out, now I can navigate a little bit easier because I don't have that stroller. So I kind of know a secret way back, not a secret way, but I kind of know the sneaky way to get through the gift shop. You go in by the bathroom, by the taffy, get up there. You kind of go through the gift shop. You don't have to follow that path in the in the gift shops. You can, that big gift shop at the very end before you get in the parking lot, you can go into the merchandise sections and kind of jump in front of some people. But right then I saw my husband and I'm like, he, he'd been in line 15 minutes before me, but it was just so hard to navigate with this stroller. But, you know, it definitely took us, at least 20 minutes to get out. Y'all, it took us 20 minutes to get out of an exit. That's not, it's not okay. And it, if you have anxiety, like crowd anxiety, this is a scary situation. I'm sure there's enough fire exits, but we always talk about like this, this doesn't seem safe with the crowd smushing together. And um, it's definitely really uncomfortable. We're fine. We have a good attitude about the crowd so it's not we don't get uncomfortable in the crowd I just think it could be done so much better and originally when Silver Dollar City was built and you know during during the 80s and 90s and early 2000s the the current exit and entrance ways were fine but something has got to give something's got to change what we also found out later is that the crowd the the crowds were so big that Silver Dollar City encouraged all the guests not to come until after 6 30 because that's that's about the point where the first leg of guests will be leaving and when we left the parking lot because we were leaving right after we saw the show and it's still early that was the whole intention I didn't want to stay till 9 30 I wanted to see the lights and get out and I think a lot of a lot of people had the same idea but the whole parking lot was full and even places that weren't parking lots like the Entry ramp into the premium parking spots were full of cars parked. And I don't know, like, it was too much. I don't even know. If that's not capacity, I don't know what is. And I don't like it. I did not. That that last part, navigate. Luckily, we had done it right. We had started during the day. Luckily, we were on our way out. But that last... 45 minutes of crowds was enough for me and I'm not traumatized and I'm not like stressed out but it was just not enjoyable like I could definitely see people you know getting really frustrated having more fights kids crying I mean like it was so crowded it's hard to do any I the breadstick line y'all breadsticks the line to get a breadstick was so long the line to do anything even get food even get hot chocolate even get popcorn like it was unnecessary they are they may not be at capacity from a I guess a fire safety standpoint but they were well over capacity in terms of enjoyable comfortable experience sort of uh you know, if you if you go by that. And for that reason alone, I encourage all of my listeners from here until Christmas, avoid Saturdays. Avoid Saturdays at Silver Dollar City. I thought that since we were going early enough in the season that the crowds would be, I mean, it would be crowded but more manageable. And I was wrong. Even before Thanksgiving, the Christmas crowd shows up. 
Now here we had some pretty good, you know, they had had some bad weather. And so this was the first like beautiful day when that may have added to crowds. But I don't know. I, I don't think so. I mean, I think it would have been crowded anyway because Branson or Silver City has done an awesome job at marketing. They've uh, they've hit social media marketing pretty hard and uh, for good reason. It's awesome. I mean, I'm y'all. I'm I'm one of Silver City's you know biggest fans, and I'm always gonna love Silver City, and I'm I'm not gonna quit going. However, I will not go back on a Saturday if I can avoid it. I'm not doing it. I wouldn't do it. I'd rather take my kids out of school early, miss days of work, than go back on a Saturday during the holidays. It was crazy. And I don't want to say it's awful because we had a great day. But towards the end, the crowds were stressful. Very stressful. Overwhelming. Very stressful. Difficult to get out. Difficult to manage. Uh, You know, forget about it if you're one of those people in one of the, you know, electric wheelchairs, the ECVs. Uh, if you're in a wheelchair, if you have any sort of disability, I mean, it's going to be even more uncomfortable. Uh, those of us with strollers, you're not going to be anyone's favorite person. And not that, and people weren't rude. Okay, keep in mind, people weren't rude. Everyone, when they would unintentionally walk in front of us, they had to do what they had to do. And a lot of us, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And and I believe them, and I'm not mad at them. But it was it was too much. You couldn't do the things you wanted to do because it's too much. Forget about going to see a show unless you waited in a huge line. And I hate waiting in lines. But if you're okay waiting in lines and you're okay being packed in like sardines, then you can still do it. Now, if your whole intention is, if you want to do it, I guess if you're going, if there's no option, kind of like us, we just had to do it on a Saturday. I would recommend you go early like we did go straight to time traveler if you don't go to time traveler and want to ride it i would pay for the 15 dollars per person uh trailblazer just to get to the front of that line i would go to the other rides get all your rides done first in the daylight hours and that's how i would do it and then i would catch the first parade and then i would catch the you know one of the first showings of the uh the uh the tree and then go ahead just keep in mind you'll it'll take a while to navigate out of the park it'll take a while but at least then you can be out of it and done just like we were we ended up being done by about mm, I think we got out of Silver Dollar City around 620 or so which was great because I knew I didn't want to stay I definitely didn't want to stay in that crowd but because we had a very short trip I really wanted to check out Branson Landon and I really wanted my father-in-law to check out Paula Deen's my husband wanted to go bowling. I didn't really want to. But I said, okay, let's go check out Paula Deen's. And sure enough, we, we drove over there. We went down the yellow route. So, y'all, if you're not a Branson person, you need to check out the you need to check out the maps. They try to encourage you to stay off the main strip. They try to encourage you not to go 70 on 76. We never do. We know better. We know not to get in that traffic. So, if you leave Silver Dollar City, once you leave the, the whole section you you better not keep going straight towards 76 towards shepherd of the hills you better go ahead and make a right and uh start trying to hit that yellow route from the back so that's what we did and we ended up at branton landon find a good parking spot i put my name on a list at for paladines at seven seven o'clock and (laughs) there's always a way and it's a new restaurant and she said it's going to be an hour and a half before you're seated do you still want, you know, you still want to put your name on the list? And I said, yes. 
because I didn't believe her. I didn't believe. How could, how could we wait an hour and a half? I mean, come on. It's like, I, I was, I, I, I'm going to play this game. I'm like, sure, put our name on the list. And she said, if you can't, you can just text us. And you can, you get a text um, if, when, you're, when your table is ready. And then you have 10 minutes from that point to get to the table or they'll give it away. So I like that because you can just keep going shopping and stuff like that. So when my family gets up and <laughs> they get out of the car and I, to, you know, I told them ahead of time, we'd probably have a wait. And they were like, well, how long's the wait? And I was like, um, you know, 45 minutes, an hour. And they're like, oh, but I was like, that's pretty good for now. And so they're like, okay, they could handle that. I was not about to say they told me an hour and a half because I knew, I knew if I told <laughs> Jason Schlau we were going to have an hour and a half, he was going to be even more grumpy about missing bowling. <laughs> so we checked out the toy store. Um, I think we just hung out at the toy store for the most part, like with the kids. And we had checked in at Paula Deen's at 7. By 7.45, they sent me a text saying our table was ready. And I'm like, okay, see, he told you guys. I was playing that game. And we had a party of six. So for a party of six on a Saturday in a busy time. They told us an hour and a half, and it was only 45 minutes. Keep that in mind. So if you ever go, don't let it be too discouraging because you never know. They may they may just be giving you a little bit more fluff just in a worst-case scenario thing. So I would advise to get to Paula Deen's about 45 minutes to an hour before you actually want to eat and plan to do some shops. We ate. It was really good. We have changed our favorites that we like to get at Paula Deen's. Now, remember, this is family style, so you get to choose your entrees. You get to choose sides, and they bring an unlimited amount of those entrees and those sides to your table. Uh, we still love those little cheddar garlic biscuits, which are like a little step up of from Olive, or not Olive Garden, from Red Lobster. If you liked Red Lobster's cheesy garlic biscuit thingies, those Cheddar Bay biscuits, I think you'll love these. These are good. We chose this time as our entrees. We chose three, three entrees. You pay more. It's now, y'all. It's not cheap. It's like nineteen to twenty-three bucks a person, and kids, it's only like ten a person. And then like my my toddler, who's two, he's free. But my six and eight-year-old, we still have to pay for them. But for us, it, yeah, it was going to be twenty-something a person. But you know, we're on vacation. I wanted to try it, and I really wanted my my father-in-law to try it, and my husband was against it he was like I'm not even that hungry you know because we did eat a lot at our city he's like I'm not even that hungry but you know by the time we'd waited an hour already or 45 minutes I think his appetite returned because we we ordered this time the meatloaf the catfish and the pot roast now last time I tried the pot roast and I loved it and it was my favorite we also got the mac and cheese the cream potatoes by recommendation of the um, our server we got the creamed corn and then we also got the salad that has like a poppy seed dressing so we had four sides three entrees and as much as we could eat and they will just keep bringing and bringing and bringing you all that you eat and my husband went to town on that meatloaf ordered a second tray of that being brought out the um the mac and cheese was awesome the potatoes were really good the cream corn was outstanding now it's sweeter and i'm not really big on salty sweet but it's cream corn so i knew going into it cream corn is going to be a little sweeter but it's a little thicker it's almost like it's a mix between like cream you know basic cream corn from a can 
and like a corn casserole, but it's thicker. And so it was really good. Um, we enjoyed it. I still love the pot roast. My husband and my father-in-law are not fans of it as much as I am, but I love it. I think it's so good. Of course, I like to mix it kind of with my potatoes. Uh, we had a, we had a, we had a good, we had a really good server. I can't remember her name, but she was so great and attentive. And y'all know I have little, when I have little kids, it's just harder and we always need a lot of stuff like napkins or extra things. And so she was so good and so accommodating. And we had a, we had a great time. All of us got the ooey gooey butter cake to take home. That's the only thing there you can take home. You cannot get a to-go box for your food because it's kind of like a buffet in a, in a way, but it's a buffet at your table. So you can't actually get a to-go box to get any of your leftovers, but they do allow you to bring, bring back your dessert to go. Last time we tried all of it. We tried the ooey gooey butter cake, the peach cobbler, and the banana pudding. And none of those were good except the ooey gooey butter cake. The, uh, the, the bananas, the banana pudding wasn't that great. I make a lot better banana pudding that tastes better. And the cobbler was not good. Canned peaches, not good. Very lacking in any sort of flavor, spices, not good. The only thing to get for dessert here, guys, is the ooey gooey butter cake. And it's good. And you just take it, take it back. It comes in a little paper bag and it's fresh and you can just warm it up later. It's so good. I, I ate one last night and I ate one of my family's today. It's really good. So, and then we uh, went to the arcade. There is a huge arcade where you can blow a ton of money and not get great results. And so I spent $100, got a $145 playing card that came with some mirror maze passes. We didn't do the mirror maze yet. And we still haven't used all of the game card. Uh, but we were getting tired and then I paid extra... And I'm going to say it was a lot. I paid I paid for four people to do this. Th they have like this 4D or 3D dark ride thing, which is just like a motion simulator sort of ride that you shoot things. It was like nine bucks a person. So, I mean, I paid 36 bucks for them to ride just to get the experience. But again, y'all, I have a podcast. So I want experiences. I want people to have a good time. I decided to pay for my stepfather to go because I mean he's here he's never been to Branson I wanted him to have the best time possible so I stayed behind even though I really wanted to do it because I have the podcast and I wanted to check it out so my two older girls or two the two big girls and my husband and my father-in-law did the 3d dark ride they did the carnival one with I guess they have to shoot some scary clowns or something in my my son and I stayed in the arcade. You can kind of watch your family. They have a camera set up on, on them. And you can kind of watch what they're doing. So it's kind of cool. They had a great time. I mean, the whole game, it's kind of a game. It's a three, they call it a ride, but it's a game. It's pretty much a motion simulator sort of game. It's a screen-based ride. You don't actually go anywhere. And you shoot things. And you get coins. Um, I can't say it lasted 10 minutes. I mean, it probably didn't last 10 minutes. And that was like... 40 bucks so we they did it once and that's that's fine and my husband was like yeah it was fun but I wouldn't pay that much I'd pay maybe five bucks there is some options to get like three games for 15 stuff like that and he said it might be fun to go through all the different scenarios once but he wouldn't want to do it again so in the future we are going to skip that however we still have our mirror maze passes and some tokens we didn't use at the arcade so we will be back now that that ended up our the last bit of that 
Saturday night. So it was a very full day. I mean, started off 11 o'clock, Silver Dollar City, ending it a little after 10 at Branson Landing. So I feel like we got a lot accomplished for a very short trip. And we still had more to do the very next day. I wanted to have brunch at the Chateau. Chateau on the Lake is one of my favorite places uh, in Branson. Now, we used to stay there all the time before we started having kids, and we'd always stay at Christmas time. It's just one of my favorite Christmassy places. And it's more like, you know, it's their standard hotel rooms, or uh, there's some that have like embassy suites, sort of suites, where they have a sitting area and then a bedroom, but one bathroom. But as my family grew, we needed more than just a hotel room. No matter how nice the chateau is, if they don't have a room with two bathrooms, it and it, it still costs kind of a lot. It's a fancier place. You know, we can get a lot more bang for our buck at a condo, a condo place. So we eventually started going to other resorts that had more, more things like indoor, an indoor pool with a slide. So that's when we we went from going to Chateau on the Lake every single year at Christmas to going to the Welk Resort every single year because we love the Welk Resort pool, and I did miss it this this time. But going back up to the Chateau for brunch. Uh, it just makes me fall in love with it, and I really want to stay there, but I'm thinking my only option is going to be to do, like, two hotel rooms with an adjoining door, but that's going to be painful to spend, like, $180 per room per night, you know, like, that's a lot, that's, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's going to be a lot, but um, I love Chateau Brunch, and it keeps getting better. There was a few times where my husband hasn't been too thrilled, but I think he's he's really caught the bug here. Chateau Brunch is amazing. They have, not only do they have typical breakfast food, I mean, you can get Cherry's Jubilee or Benez Foster. You can get, you know, the, what is it, the prime, prime rib with the au jus. You can get salmon. My husband loves eating locks on bagels. There's a salmon bar. There's a yogurt bar, granola bar. There's French toast. There's like a French toast casserole thing. There's a frittata. There's hash brown casserole. There was this really great chicken. It was like a chicken with a cordon bleu sauce. with So like a creamy white sauce with bits of ham in it. It was so good. It was really good. They had some uh, some sort of beef cut dish. I don't know if it was beef tenderloin or something. They had, I mean, they had some fish. They had shrimp and oysters. They had fried calamari. They had sushi this time. That was new. They have, you know, they have a typical salad bar, typical fruit. They have cereal. I mean, any sort of breakfast food, they have a huge, I mean, the, when I say a salad bar, I mean, it's huge. The, like I said, that sushi was on the salad bar, they had pasta salad, different types of, you know, weird mixes of salads, which I would never attempt, you know, like a broccoli, this has broccoli, nuts, and strawberries. I'm like, okay, I'm going to skip right over that. And then they have a huge um, spot for dessert. So they had this really new dessert called peanut butter mousse. And it was so good. Oh, my gosh. It was topped with whipped cream and a few little Reese's pieces. It was served in a champagne flute, so it made it super, super cute. Um, they have little miniature desserts. So they have, like, a little miniature cream brulee in this little bitty cute, cute um, uh, little bowl. What do you call those? You know, ramekin. Like, teeny tiny ramekins, and they are so cute. And little teeny tiny uh, lemon curd little little pies. And they had uh brownies with different toppings they had fondue or you had different different things you could put in this you know hot chocolate it was delicious 
they had chocolate strawberries which the chocolate strawberries there really aren't that great but whatever they look pretty and they have various pies and cakes lots of different lots of different cakes and pies like my there's always a chocolate there's always different pies i like cherry pie the favorite thing there though my favorite dessert there is they have the bread pudding and they have like a a vanilla like a white creamy sauce that goes on top and it's a good bread pudding because it doesn't have any nasties in it so it doesn't have any nuts doesn't have any fruit it's just bread pudding so no raisins are getting in that bread pudding and it's really good uh, and it's just it's a great restaurant you can also get mimosas that it's all comes with it now it is going to have a hefty price tag I think for all six of us, I paid somewhere close to $175, and that was a tip with a tip. So it's not cheap, and kids aren't cheap either. I mean, my toddler, who's two, he was free, but I think kids at a certain age, I think it may be five and older, are charged. I don't. I think they are pretty good about not charging really small kids, but even my bigger girls are getting charged now, and it's um it's not cheap, but it's so good and. Because the Chateau isn't just for brunch. It's more of an experience as well. Because there's things to look at and places we like to, to go on the grounds. So it's kind of an attraction in itself. The Chateau is gorgeously decorated for Christmas. It's just, when you walk in, to me it kind of reminds me of Disney. And I guess that's maybe why I, why I love it so much. I mean, you're immediately... You know, the your your eyes are drawn to the huge vaulted ceiling and the skyline above. But you see the rocks and you see the water and it's like a waterfall. And to the left they have, right when you walk in, you could go to this lounge area, which actually is a little piano piano bar lounge with a fireplace, but it's never really open. The the lights aren't on during this time of day. And then there's the lobby, but the so the whole lobby in the middle of the hotel is just this you know, this grand, you know, it's all lush, like there's green, like with real plants and fake plants, but they have everything's decorated with Christmas. So, and you walk in this middle section, there's all these huge decorated gingerbread houses that are so cool because everything that's made out of is edible. And it's not just gingerbread, like some of them are made out of Pop-Tarts, some are made out of graham crackers, some are made out of like various different food items and it's really cool because you can be like, oh, hey, I know what that is. Or that's, you know, many thin or not many. Oh, crud, not many thins. <laughs> uh, scratch that. <laughs> not many. Man, I hadn't thought about those in years. Um, I meant like, you know, those little wheat thin, not, not wheat thins, but, um, you know, shredded wheat. What do you, whatever those are. Y'all know what I'm talking about. They have different types of cereal that are, and I mean, it looks completely edible. You kind of just want to go take a bite of it, but you can't, you know. But they have several. They have several. It's like a little gingerbread village, and it's really cool. And my kids love looking at it. And they just kind of go a little wild at the chateau. Something about the chateau, it's all carpeted, too, so it makes it all, like, soft. They all want to wrestle. So when we get there... Before we actually went to brunch, we went downstairs, and one of our one of the downstairs the downstairs area is one of our favorites because it just randomly has this lounge that no one's ever at, and I think it's the way you actually get to the workout room, but no one's ever going that way. It's also downstairs in this area is where you get to the pool. There's also a little movie theater and a little kids club area down there, but there's this this little bridge with a big hump that goes over the water down there, and for Ever since my daughter, my first daughter, my oldest kid, was 
a baby. She's eight now. She has always, every single year, loved playing on this bridge. This big hump in the middle of the <laughs> the middle of the floor. I mean, she has loved it. They roll down it. So this year was no exception. And now that my, my son is more active, he loves rolling and playing around. So, of course, I get pictures. And once you look outside, it, it, no matter which floor you're on, the view is spectacular. So we walk outside. There's a beautiful playground. The view is just, it's on a hill overlooking Table Rock Lake. And the fall foliage is going. The air was cool, but it wasn't hot. It wasn't cold. It was cool. It was perfect temperature. It was just a perfect autumn day. But it's Christmassy too, because everything's Christmassy there. So we could not have picked a better day. After, after we had brunch... We played at the playground for a while. I mean, even though we're not staying there, they don't mind. I also went up to the spa just to check it out. Also, I ain't gonna lie, sometimes I prefer to use the bathrooms in the, the spa than in the hotel. But whatever, that is my secret. <laughs> but anyway, I took a little tour of it because I just kind of wanted to check it out. And not only do they offer massages, there's an adults-only hot tub. There's like an indoor and outdoor adults-only hot tub. And they have like a ladies' lounge and a men's lounge with like snacks and drinks. And then they have like a ladies' locker room that has a sauna and it has a steam room. And if you're staying at the hotel, you can use these facilities for free. I think they said something about you get an hour each day for free if you're staying at the hotel and then if you wanted more you could pay like 25 bucks to get a few hours each day now that's not even counting the massages of course you got to pay for massages but this facility would feel great if you were staying there just to kind of take a break like if like what I would do when my kids and husband take a nap this is where I would go hang out so it was really super relaxing and it was great and then all of a sudden my kids rush in being like mom where'd you go and I was like see guys who work there at the the spa this is why I need you guys in my life and they said well come on I said well if the chateau would have rooms with two bathrooms or bigger rooms we would but as far as I know even the suites like the presidential vice presidential suite it's only like room for two so until they get bigger rooms or I shell out the money to buy two adjoining rooms we will not be partaking but that is on my list guys you heard it first. That's on my list. Um, it was a pretty uneventful drive home. It was beautiful weather. It was great. Beautiful, sunny. I couldn't have asked for anything more. It was a very down and dirty quick trip. Glad we did it. Glad to be back home. I'm exhausted. I'm really tired. That's okay. It was great. I'm glad we got to check out the new tree. I'm glad we got to check out the lights. I have no regrets about going. Okay, even though it was super crowded and I'm complaining a lot, I have no regrets about going to Silver City on Saturday. I just don't want to do it again. <laughs> like, that was it. That was the one time I'm going to Silver City on a Saturday during the holidays. And so, y'all, the holidays start right when the Christmas season starts. And you know what? Even before, now that they have pumpkin nights, it starts before. But especially the minute they turn on those lights, y'all, don't go on Saturday. Do not go on Saturday. If you think going to Saturday in November or early December is going to be like light crowds, you're crazy. You are crazy. It is not going to be light crowds. It's it's not going to be, even when you get there at the beginning, it's not going to be light. So buckle up, guys. Get Set your expectations right if you have to do it. If you have to. If you have no choice. 
but to go to Silver Dollar City on a Saturday or skip it. That is, that's really tough, y'all. That's actually a tough call because it really depends. You've got to manage your expectations. If this is the first time you've ever gone to Silver Dollar City, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not skip because I don't want your first impression of Silver Dollar City to be the madhouse that is a Saturday. However, God, the lights are beautiful and the stuff they do is awesome. It's just you have to manage your expectations. If you go on a really crowded day, you're not going to do it all. You will have to expect lines. Lines in places you don't need lines. You shouldn't have to wait in line for a bathroom. You shouldn't have to wait in line just to get a drink. You know, you shouldn't have these lines, but you will on these Saturdays. You are going to have long, you're going to have to wait in longer lines to ride rides to get food, and to watch shows. There, If you want to do things, you will pay for it with your time. It will not be easy to navigate. It will be very crowded. If you go in expecting that, I think you're going to be fine. If you're like me and have a big double stroller, you will not be fine. You will not be okay. You will need to be checked in on. Now, for those who kind of get anxious or dislike crowds already or who are already in cranky mindset about crowds and theme parks, uh, you're not going to like it. So don't go. <laughs> don't drag wives. Do not drag your husbands there if they are already in a bad mood about it. Because this will not help. <laughs> we barely survived, y'all. But we did. And we had a great time. And it was fun. We we have a lot of tips that we want Silver City to listen to. We have a lot of, we think, great ideas for how they could fix a lot of the congestion and the crowds. But, uh, you know, is bringing in the money. And it's amazing. So... We'll see. Anyway, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. If you haven't already, I would love your feedback or an iTunes review of Road Trip Branson. Preferably positive ones. It's just a hobby. I don't get paid for this. It's just for fun. So I'd love your reviews, preferably five-star ones, so that we get uh, we get known a little bit. We loved. I love helping people because I... I wanted this. I searched for a Branson podcast before I did this hobby podcast. I searched and I couldn't find anything. So that's the only reason I'm doing this. It's just to give y'all tips on what I'm learning and I have learned and I'm currently learning. Uh, so it's it's always a work in progress. I'm always up for if you want to uh, be a guest, let me know. I love to have you on and pick your brain about Branson, especially if you do other things that we don't do. I also have another podcast. It's uh, similar. It's Road Trip WDW. And on that podcast, it's just Disney World. It's kind of the same stuff. It's just a hobby. Again, it's kind of me talking about tips. Uh, I'm a Branson and Disney World fanatic. And so I'd love for you to check us out there. You can catch me on Facebook at Road Trip Branson. We also have, looks like we have our Instagram that I don't really check, but you can check it out at Road Trip, Road Trip Branson. You can email us. That is another option. You can email me at roadtripbranson at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you, your thoughts, your suggestions. Uh, I would love to hear anything come on interact with me be my <laughs> be my friend be my fake friend come on guys all right well thanks for sticking up with me i've appreciated y'all letting me babble on and i will catch y'all next time